welcome to Church Online. We're so glad that you're joining us from wherever you are this morning. Hey, how awesome was that drive-by baby shower for Katrina? You know, she messaged this week and said she received more gifts than she did for her three kids combined and she couldn't believe that someone would do that for her. So thank you, Church, for your generosity and being able to bless Katrina. Well, today's Sunday. It's a special Sunday. It's Mother's Day. So a big happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mums out there. It's a little different this year, but nonetheless, a special day. Well, my name's Lee and coming up on the screen is a picture of my beautiful family. That's my husband, Josh, who is the lead pastor here at Eastlake. And they are our two beautiful girls, Piper, who is five, and Taya, who is almost five months old. I absolutely love being a mum. You know, they've shaped me into the woman I am today and they continue to teach me so many things. Well, you've joined us on the perfect Sunday. We're kicking off a new collection of talks called Hearing God's Voice. And I think the season that we're in right now, it couldn't be more relevant. So our prayer is that we can help teach and equip you to hear God's voice in your life. So if you have your Bibles, why don't you turn with me to 1 Kings 19.11. We're going to read just a tiny bit of a life of a prophet named Elijah and an encounter he has with the presence of God. And if you don't have your Bibles, it'll be on the screen. But this is what it says in verse 11. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake... There was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. God wasn't in the wind, the earthquake or the fire. He was in the sound of a gentle whisper. I want to talk to you this morning on this thought. When life is too loud. When life is too loud. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus, for your word. I'm so glad that we can gather together online, Lord, and I thank you for all the mums out there. I pray for every person watching and every open heart that they will be able to hear your voice in their life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, there's so much noise around at the moment, especially the rain. (laughs) You only have to turn on social media or look at the news to see everything or be stuck at home with the kids. Life is loud, especially being a mum, right? Trying to write a message while trying to watch Piper and Taya babbling in the chair. It's quite difficult, but lucky we can multitask, hey? But kids may not be your problem in isolation. You may not have kids. Maybe your life is loud with the busyness of work and trying to do it all from home or because you're home all the time, maybe your relationship is yelling a bit louder. Maybe it's the bills on your fridge or the ever-growing task list. Life is loud, louder than ever. And probably in the world we're living, getting louder and louder. So how do we hear the voice of God is loud? Sorry. How do we hear the voice of God if life is loud? How do we hear God's voice in all of this noise? You may or may not know much of my story, but I don't want to get sick of telling it and how amazing God has been in my life. 
Our eldest daughter, Piper, spent her first seven weeks of life in the intensive care unit. Um, she underwent many tests, procedures and surgery. She was um, later diagnosed with 22Q11.2 deletion syndrome. It's a small missing piece of the 22nd chromosome that can affect every part of the body and each child is affected differently. So it's certainly come with a lot of challenges for Piper. You know, she's spent her whole life in and out of hospital and she's only known a life of struggles. She's currently unable to eat by mouth, so she's fed by a tube um, in her tummy. She's deaf, so she wears a hearing aid and her body isn't as strong as it should be. It's been an extremely painful motherhood journey for me because I've grieved the expectation of what I thought motherhood should be, the life that world, the world showed me what I thought motherhood should be. And I've grieved the expectations that I had. You know, I've watched her suffer through so much physical pain. And now that she's getting older, um, the emotional trauma is starting to show and it really sucks. No one expects to go on a journey like that when they become a mum. I didn't, I wasn't prepared for it, but God's shown up for me throughout the journey and that's what I've cling to. The other thing I want you to know is I'm no Bible scholar. I don't know everything. You know, when I'm asked to speak, I um, definitely put this pressure on myself to um, fit into this certain stereotype of a preacher. Well, I ain't no preacher, but I am a girl who loves Jesus and I continue to hear God's voice in my life through the loudest, the darkest, and even the happiest moments. And I stand here today, not pain-free, but I live a life of hope and joy, a life of hope in Jesus. Hope in Jesus is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. And I want you to experience that too. That's why when Josh asks me to speak, I reluctantly say yes. <laughs> One of the things um, on our journey with Piper has been all the equipment that comes with it. I often feel like a hospital supply room with all the tubes and the syringes. Um, for two years, Piper was on oxygen when she slept. We listened to the sound of that machine every night. Every night, like Darth Vader was sleeping next to us. Not like those noise machines you fall asleep to. One, I imagine they used to torture people. It was so loud. And that didn't include her apnea monitor. The cherry on top that at any time in the night would just blare its alarm. Eventually, I started sleeping with earplugs and I still sleep with them now, but that's another story. And I would fall asleep, but the sound would still be in my ears. And then I'd wake up and the sound's still there. And then throughout the day, it's like I could still hear it. Can I tell you, life is a loud sound machine. It fills our ears and lives with so much noise. And it's not all bad noise. A lot of it's beautiful. Even kids are little sound machines. But too much of it, and we miss out of the whisper from heaven. I think it's time for us that when life is loud, we know where to turn the sound machine of life off and use the noise cancelling earplugs so that we can hear God speaking to us. Why do we want to hear him speak? Because it changes the way we think, the way we feel, the way we live out our life. His voice, his word is a lamp and a light to our path. It's direction and purpose. Everything I think we desire 
deep down in our hearts. So what do we do? I think the first step to hearing the voice of God when life is loud is to learn to listen. It's time to learn to listen. It's crazy right now because in this online world, it's so easy to expect others to listen for us. You know, I just listened to that great podcast or I just watched that great message or I just read that great book, which is wonderful. But in and of itself, it's not enough to satisfy your soul. You need to be able to turn the sound machine off and hear the whisper of heaven within your own heart. Right now, in isolation, isn't that the perfect time to stop and listen? It's not really a practical thing. It's, are we willing? I believe God is always trying to communicate with us, but are we willing to listen? In 1 Kings 19, we read the story of a man, Elijah. He's ordinary, just like me, just like you. It's not a happy season in his life. And if you read the scriptures before, he's desperate for God in this moment. And we read of this encounter with the presence of God that first the wind comes, then the earthquake, and then the fire. All the places you would expect the creator of the world to make his voice known. But that's not where the voice of God is found. We read that after all these displays of power, that God actually makes himself known in the whisper. Why would the creator of the universe make himself known through a whisper? Josh said this in our collection last year, Where Are You God? That he is found in the whisper because he is close. He is close. This is our reality. God is close. Are we willing to listen? In order for you to learn to listen, you have to ask yourself, what is the loudest voice in my life? What is the loudest voice in your life today, in this season that you're in right now? Because the loudest voice is really, who has your attention? How do we make God's voice the loudest in our life? It's not by leaving him on the shelf until the moment that we need an answer from him and we're desperate for God to break through. But I do want you to know that you can cry out in the middle of the night and God will speak to you. But that's not the only moment that he wants to speak to you. He wants to lead you every moment of your day. What relationship is full of love and strength that um, is only used when we need something? No one wants a friend like that. So why do we do it to God? I've been guilty of it too. But he wants us to lean on him every day. James 4 verse 8 promises us, come close to God and God will come close to you. This scripture says come. Come is a doing word. It means we have to physically do something. Another version of this scripture says draw close. You have to be moving. Listening is a learning activity. It's not passive. It's not lazy. And I've got to be honest with you, it's not that easy. And if we want to hear God's voice, we have to learn to listen. The second thing is we have to prioritize him. For the past few weeks, I've been spending five minutes of my day writing in my journal. I write a prayer or something I'm thankful for, or I read and write a scripture and something that God is showing me. It's amazing how he can speak to me. Just an ordinary girl with an open heart, willing to listen, expecting and believing he will speak. You know, it's not a big profound theological answer. It's a whisper a whisper into my heart that encourages me to continue trusting God. You know, it's hard being in isolation with two young children. 
I pray daily for the parents with more than two kids. There's no downtime. For me, um, sometimes it's, you know, praying in the shower or when I'm driving with the kids in the car or if I get five to ten minutes by myself when Josh is home. There isn't any perfect formula or um, certain time of day that makes us the most spiritual. It's the key that is you make it a priority to find time. I never miss my morning coffee. Never. Because it's a priority. So where does time with God sit for you? How radically different could the peace in your heart be if you would seek him? How radically different could the anxiety be in your heart if you would seek him? God speaks to us all in different ways. You know, through his word, which is the Bible, through people, through his Holy Spirit, through nature, through his audible voice. The way he chooses to speak to me might not be the same way he chooses to speak to you. And as we just say, come close, he's waiting to come close. He wants to speak to you. We were the one that had the sound machine on. We were the ones who were distracted, that were amplifying all the other voices, getting caught up in inspiration and beauty and getting caught up in what our eyes could see. And all of a sudden we've walked away while God is going, I've been here all the time. I promised I would never leave you. I promised I would never forsake you. Where do you think I've been? I've been waiting to whisper new life and breath. Why don't we do it right now? The moment we tune into God, everything changes. Psalm 55 2 says this, come close, whisper your answer, I really need you. Would you just put your hand on your chest? Would you just close your eyes and say these words after me? Say, come close, whisper your answer, I really need you. Now look at me, that right there is the deepest, most genuine desire of every one of our souls. Most of us already have a place. We might not realize it, but most of us already have a place in life where we can turn the sound machine off. It may be your chair, at your cafe, in the garden. It may be at the beach or right beside your bed. I don't know where your listening location is, but I wanna encourage you, it's worth finding because God wants you to hear him speak. And as you open up the word of God and as you shut out the noise, he speaks to you. It does not have to be Instagram worthy. It doesn't have to be beautiful. It can be messy. And I just want to encourage you, it doesn't matter where the place is. What matters is that you can turn off the noise. So if you want to hear God's voice, we have to learn to listen and we have to prioritize him. And lastly, do you believe he will speak? Because it kind of sounds obvious, but if we want to hear God's voice, we have to believe that he will. Do I actually believe God will speak? When you believe it, there's a sensitivity to his voice. There's an expectation. We should be expectant for God to speak to us. And if you don't believe it, you might as well tune out and go on with your life, really. Because when you believe that God will speak, it changes the way you talk to God. It changes your faith, your prayers. It changes your expectation. It changes the way that you see the God that you serve. And when it comes to the God that we serve, if there is air in your lungs, there is still a whisper of hope to be heard deep within your soul. That God can repair, that the world never can. 
you know, when I have to leave Piper playing in another room while I go do something, I don't really separate from her, but I have an expectation and I'm leaning in just in case she's put anything in her mouth and I'm ready to respond. When it comes to desiring God, desiring to hear God speak, do you believe that he is with you? Do you believe that he's waiting to speak to you? Because it will change the way that you approach life. You'll go through the ordinary moments, even the hurried moments, even the broken moments with an expectation that not only will God speak to you, but he's there waiting and he has exactly what you need. Do you believe that he wants to speak to you? And as he speaks to you, do you believe that he cares? Do you actually believe that God cares? Do you know how much God loves you? Romans 8 tells us, For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, You are God's beloved child. In the middle of your struggle, you are God's beloved child. In the middle of your divorce, you are God's beloved child. In the middle of your battle for your children to know Jesus, you are God's beloved child. In the middle of whatever you're facing right now, hear me. You are God's beloved child. Hear his whisper. Believe it for yourself. You are God's beloved child. Do you believe it today? I want you to know that our God heals. He restores that which was broken. I've been on a difficult motherhood journey with our precious Piper. I've cried a lot, but through God, I've been able to smile a whole lot more. You know, Piper's shown me the most beautiful joy. And while I certainly don't believe God causes things, he's definitely used it for his glory. I um, was pretty anxious about having another baby for um, obvious reasons, but Taya has She's really healed parts of my journey. I've been able to breastfeed her and I just really enjoy my moments with her. And in turn, it's made me enjoy my moments with Piper. And I've loved being in isolation. Um, it's been pretty loud, but I've loved the precious time that we've had together. 1 Peter 3, 4 says this, You should be known for the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. When life gets too loud, you and I have the power to turn off the sound machine and amplify the voice of God within our souls. Learn to listen. What voice are you gonna make the loudest? Prioritize your time with God. When can you take time each day this week to spend time with God and find your place? And believe he will speak. Hear his whisper and believe he will speak. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to those who are discouraged. He saves those who have lost all hope. This is all available to you right now, wherever you are. The first step is inviting Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. The hope for our souls and hope in life is Jesus. Everything that we seek, the drive inside of you, the desire for purpose and to live for something bigger than yourself. It all comes from the one who created you. He wants you to search until you find him. He knows exactly where you are and he's drawing you in with his love so he can whisper into your heart. 
from the moment you choose to surrender your life to him, choosing to believe that Jesus died for you, that he rose from the grave three days later, that he went through it all, that he went through that awful, humiliating death for you so that you could know him and that you could walk in a relationship with him. He gave his life so that you could know he is with you today. He wants to speak with you. He has things that will light and ignite your heart like no other voice could. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on that cross for us and for making that ultimate sacrifice. We love you, Lord, and I just pray for every open heart that's listening to this message, God, that your voice will be the loudest in their life. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, right now, we're going to go into a time of worship. If you want prayer, then follow the prompts on the screen. We would love to pray with you. Otherwise, stand to your feet and let's sing this song, Stand in Your Love, together. Love you, church.